Welcome to The Platform. I'm your host, Chad Balthrop, and every Monday through Friday, we're doing our devotionals together. We're in the book of Philippians, and today we'll read just two verses, Philippians chapter 2, verses 12 and 13. And so we're following up on that incredible definition of humility that Paul gave us in verses 1 through 4, and then the incredible example of humility that he gave us through Jesus Christ in verses 5 through 11. Philippians chapter 2, verses 12 and 13, here's what they say. Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you both to will and to do for his good pleasure. That's Philippians chapter 2, verses 12 and 13. And I think in light of humility, this whole idea of what it means to use who you are and what you have for the benefit of others, in, in light of everything Paul said about we, you know, nothing should be done through selfish ambition or conceit or the example that he gave through Jesus Christ and how Jesus gave up all these things. He gave up his authority to be God, his rights as a man, his reputation. He died a criminal's death on the cross, and he did all of those things in order that we might know who Jesus, in order that we might know who God is. We might have a healthy relationship with God. He gave all those things up, and out of that, God now has highly exalted him and given Jesus the name above every name. You get to verse 12, and the very first word is the word, therefore. In other words, based on all of these things, because of everything Jesus Christ has done for you, because of the opportunity you now have by the Spirit to use who you are and what you have for the benefit of others, here's something that you should now do with the humility that you're working on or that you're working toward, that you're striving for. Therefore, my beloved brethren, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence. Here's what you should do with this, with this humility. Now, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Now, that sounds like we're supposed to work for our salvation, that in order for us to be saved, there's something for us to do. But that's not at all what it means. It's saying because of what Christ has done for you, that incredible sacrifice that he made on the cross at Calvary, because of what Christ has done for you. Now, based on that fact, how will you now live your life? Will this affect or change your life in any way, shape, or form? Because here's the challenge. If it hasn't and doesn't change your life, if knowing what Christ has done for you doesn't influence you in some way, shape, or form, then I would suggest that you don't really know the God who saved you. Therefore, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Understand the implications of what it means to be a follower of Christ. Why with fear and trembling? Well, I would say that would be like awe and wonder. This idea that God has done something so miraculous, so amazing, so undeserved, that because of our sin, what we deserve is so different from what we receive from our Heavenly Father because of what Christ did for us. It ought to inspire fear and trembling. The kind of awe and wonder that causes us to stop and out of gratitude simply bow our head and surrender our lives and say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for your grace, for your mercy, and your loving kindness. And then Paul reminds us in verse 13, for it is God who works in you both to will and to do for his good pleasure. 
So it's almost like Paul is showing you two sides of the same coin. It is God who works in you both to will and to do for his good pleasure. Out of his sovereign will, he has saved you. Out of his sovereign will, he has called you. Out of his sovereign will, he is sanctifying you and each and every day drawing you closer and closer to him and showing you ways you can follow him more diligently and more faithfully and showing you those areas of temptation that you can now overcome, those areas of sin that can now be forgiven as you confess, those areas of failure that now can become areas of strength because the Spirit of God is working in you, both to will and to do for God's good pleasure. That's the one side of the coin. And on the other side of the coin is work out your salvation, your own salvation with fear and trembling because God has done all these things for you. Now, what is the implications of that? How then shall I live? I was watching a TV show a while back and one man gave his life for another. So in the middle of the TV show, um, I don't even remember which show it was, but one man game gave his life for another. The only reason the other man survived is because someone else sacrificed his life for, for the main character's life. And later in the episode, the, the main character is just melancholy. He's trying to figure something out and someone asks him what's wrong. And, and he just, he just in this very melancholy way, I'm not going to get the quote exactly right, but he says essentially this, he says, you know, in, in giving his life for my life, a value has now been placed on my life. And it is a price I don't know if I can afford to, to, to mess up. It's a, it's a price I, I no longer, I don't know. His life, by, by giving his life for me, he's now placed a value on my life that I've never considered before, is essentially what he was saying. That is precisely what the God of the universe has done for you in giving his one and only son, Jesus, to die for you. A value now has been placed on your life. And the question for today out of this passage is, what are you going to do with it? Therefore, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you both to will and to do for his good pleasure. Let's pray about that. Father, thank you so much for the life that you've given for us. And in giving that life, there is a value that has been placed on our life that we can't even fathom. And so I pray that we would today work out our own salvation with fear and trembling. I pray that we would today understand the implications of our salvation and that we would walk in a manner that's worthy of the calling of Christ and that we would do that not by our own strength and not by our own might or by our own righteousness, but that we would do that by the power of your son, Jesus, and the spirit that you've given us, that we would recognize that it's you, God, who works in us both to will and to do for your good pleasure. And so I pray that today you would find pleasure in the choices we make, in the words we use, in the attitudes we choose, in the way we treat one another, and in the way we honor and follow you. We love you, Father, and we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.
Well, thanks so much for listening today. I hope you'll subscribe to catch future episodes and that you'll like, share, or comment on this episode so that you can connect this with some other people who may be interested in doing devotions like this with us. There's also another great podcast out there called A Follower of One. It's a it's a devotional podcast. They do some inspirational in- interviews about how you can share your faith in the workplace. It's an incredible podcast. It's available everywhere casts like this are found. Go ahead and find that and, uh, and subscribe to it. That'd be awesome. Awesome. Thanks for listening today. We'll see you next time on the platform.